The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic Pet Duo. Welcome, welcome. Boy, am I tired too much. Super Zoo, a lot of late nights in Vegas. It might be hard to believe, but I was working. I even left Vegas early. The one night I wanted to hang out because of Hurricane Hillary, I thought there was going to be some effects for me and Wally because it was raining already. It wasn't heavy, but it was raining. I was afraid it was going to rain through the night and we wouldn't get out. After you go away for a bunch of days, don't you just want to sleep in your own bed? Oh, yeah. Your own bed with your own dogs. Oh, yeah. Well, that's part of it. So how was Vegas and Super Zoo? And did you see a lot of new, innovative products? You know, for me, shows are a lot of work. Super Zoo was was good. I, I think attendance at shows is definitely going down. You know, in past years, we've seen the second day of the show be the hot day. The last few years during COVID, we saw the first day of the show being hot. I think it's with Vegas, it, the second day was hotter because people could go the second, third, and then have the weekend in Vegas. And that's for the folks that did have money. Um, you know, innovation in the last few years has been a lot of pet tech products. It's all about pet health and wellness. It's all about food. It's all about supplements. It's all about calming products. It's all about like these nutraceuticals and scientific developments having to do with that. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it was. It was definitely interesting. So what was the audience like there? I thought the audience was light as compared to, you know, six and seven years ago. I just think that going to shows is very, any shows are very, very expensive. And I think people can't afford to leave their stores to go to shows. So was there anything interesting about the Las Vegas dog owners? You know, it's funny, but very rarely do I notice a lot of Las Vegas dog owners. And one place that I always notice Las Vegas dog owners is I go to Sunset Park. I don't stay in the big strip hotels. And one of the reasons I don't is that I stay in a local hotel. It's called Sunset Station. It's about you know, five miles from the airport. I like staying there because I don't get distracted. Sometimes I stop at Sunset Park because it's uh, it's halfway between Mandalay Bay and the hotel. And I could take whatever dog Wally in the park. Well, I, I didn't go to the park because it was really hot. But one of the things that I did notice is Vegas has a fair amount of homeless dog owners. Um one of the things that I saw, unlike in Denver, when and you and I have been there and we've seen some homeless dogs, there's a lot of older homeless folks, dog owners. And I noticed because it's so hot in Vegas, a lot of the dogs wear dog boots or they wear balloons. And it kind of made me think about foot care, how they take care of foot care. And I think it's it's important. Um, that people know that when your dog is wearing boots, you got to keep the hair trimmed because wearing boots all day, that bacteria builds up. So it's important to keep um, those feet and in between because dogs are sweating between their toes because that's how they sweat. They're sweating through their paw pads. So the moisture and the hotness produces the bacteria, the yeast and the fungus. So it's really important. The best boots are those that are made with mesh. So there, there's some circulation, there's some airflow. I saw this homeless man three times in the last day. I wasn't out at night, so I didn't see him. I wanted to just take him a bunch of stuff. If I do go back to Vegas, I'm going to look for him and just give him some coupons or some dog stuff. One day, the first day I saw him, he had a bag he was carrying and he was walking this older pit bull. Just they were both just walking so slowly in the heat. It kind of in some ways broke my heart. 
Do people walk their dogs in Las Vegas? Yeah, they do. I mean, one thing I like about going to Sunset Park is it's a big park. It's on Sunset. What time of the day do they do it? I mean, I think early in the morning. I mean, I think like in Florida, the part of the park I go to is a lot of grass on the other side of the park. It's a big park on the other side of the park. And um, what you find is more of the arid. There's rocks. And uh, it's the, it's one of the places where I saw some hummingbirds on that side of the park. There are lots of hummingbirds in Vegas. But this is all grassy fields and baseball and um, basketball and soccer. Generally, when I go, it's probably after four o'clock, four or five o'clock. You know, I'd be interested, uh, you know, in Florida and in Las Vegas, it's always hot. Mm -hmm. And so people learn when to take their dogs for walks early in the morning, mm -hmm. late in the evening. But this year, of course, throughout the entire United States, it's been extremely warm. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm wondering if, if people made that adjustment in the other states. I'm wondering if there were more heat strokes. I haven't heard that. Look, we haven't really seen any stories about dogs in locked no. cars. And I've mm -hmm. and I've looked a few times. I haven't looked. Yeah. But we usually see a lot of ads and a lot of commercials. Let's hope, like, I think we can only hope that people are learning and becoming aware. Yes. There are options. That's why a lot of people are driving in cars. That's not my, necessarily my style, but it just goes to show you how expensive travel is. Okay, well, let's get on with the show. Before bringing on our first guest, I want to give you a rundown of this week's show. This week, we're talking about National Dog Day, what's happening with the dogs uh, in Hawaii, how to care for a dog's paws in hot weather, and what Dr. Fleck is seeing in his practice these days, and actress Kaylee Kuoko's dog scare. And joining us is former American Pet Products Association president, Bob Viteri. He is one of our advisory board members. Bob is a legend in the pet products industry. Uh, I forgot he's an author too. Oh. I always like to think that after Bob wrote the liner for my book, he decided to come on board and write his own book. Uh -huh. So Bob, welcome back to the Pet Buzz. And you notice he's got a new accessory on his face. Looks great. He's got the sexy silver fox yes, beard. Yes, he does. I think my wife decided that seeing the whole face wasn't worth it. So we, we went with the cover. The first question <laughs> we need to ask you then is, how's retirement from the American Pet Products Association? And what are you doing? Dr. Fleck, Charlotte, I got to admit that, that when I first retired, I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I'm at the point now where I'm doing so much, I'm not sure I could have ever fit a job back into the day. I'm president of the board for a school for uh, autistic children in uh, Brewster, New York, called Green Chimneys. And they have a working farm uh, as part of the school where the kids actually work the animals. And the benefits that they derive are just amazing. At the same time, I'm still on the board for the Human Animal Bond Research uh, Institute, Habri, uh, spending a lot of time with them. Um, then I foolishly got myself elected to the Planning and Zoning Commission in town, which I never realized that was one of the dumber things I've done, but it uh, certainly is taking up a lot of time. But it, it's 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 a full day. It's, it's a lot of fun, and there's still room for golf. Bob sounds busy. Keeps his mind moving, too. Hey, you got, you got to stay busy. You got to stay busy. Well, you know, Bob, I just wrapped up with Super Zoo. And while I know you didn't attend, we know you're always at the pulse of the industry. One of the things that I was surprised is by the number of pet and wellness products that are being manufactured, especially supplements. Tell me what you think about that. Are you surprised? No. And, and the biggest reason why is, especially during the pandemic, people turned to pets. They were home. They were home. A lot of them were home alone. Uh, you can't just go out and rent a, uh, a roommate, but they can go out and get a pet. And they found the companionship from the pets 
uh, was important. It gave them a reason to get up in the morning, as Dr. Fleck was saying, a reason to be busy, to, to keep your day going at full speed. And so these became more and more important to these people. Uh, in some cases, they refer to them as family, children. So keeping them healthy and well suddenly becomes very, very important. And the industry was smart enough to recognize that there are ways to keep these pets healthy longer and, and happy longer. We have a cat who's 24 years old and still running around the house. So it's a good section of the industry. And I believe you're going to see continued growth in that area as people, even though they're going back to work and everything, want to continue to keep their pets because they've become so attached to them and keeping them healthy is important. Okay. I have a sidebar question. Are you still using that Dyson vacuum cleaner to clean up that pet hair? You know, it's funny when I was getting ready to come on, I was going to tell you, because I think it's like 18 years ago that you bought me that vacuum. In fact, it's sitting right over here if you want to see it. I still use it and it's still fantastic for cleaning up first after the dog and after the cat. Thank you again. You're welcome. Well, if you've just joined us, we're talking with Bob Viteri, former president of the American Pet Products Association. That's the APPA. Bob had a very long reign. And although he stepped away to retire, he's as busy as ever. Dr. Fleck, you had a question. Yeah, Bob, it seems like pet food is on so many people's minds these days. So there are so many brands, of course. Charlotte tells me that there is an abundance of existing brands and newbies bringing out freeze-dried raw diets. What's your opinion? Well, I think you're going to continue to see pet food mimic human food. And it's going to be what was popular in human food. Hey, if it's good enough for me, then it must be good enough for Fluffy or Barker or whoever. And so you're going to start to see the growth in that direction. Um, you know, the raw diets, again, with, with uh, humans, it's important. So with my other family member, my pet, it's going to be continue to be important. I think you're going to continue to see growth in that area, too. You know, companies will battle with each other and only the strong will survive. But I do believe you're going to get a lot of new companies still jumping into that area. You know, one thing um, I realized when I was at SuperZoo is that freeze dried raw diets and supplements, brands don't have to make them themselves. So they can already go to an existing company, work with them to create a special formulation and uh, and roll out a new product pretty easily. So do you expect that we're going to see a lot more of these private labeling initiatives, Bob? Because that's the, some of this older established brands. I'm not going to name any who any brands to give any, give anybody anybody's monetary secrets away. But do you think we're going to see more of these type of private labeling initiatives? Absolutely, because you're going to see companies who have a strong name that don't necessarily want to go out there and develop the, the food, but they know that their name will carry a, an impact with it. Not every company who sells rice grows rice. Not every company that sells peas grows peas, but names carry a lot of weight with them. So in many cases, that connection is really strong. Somebody else wants to jump into the uh, area of, of a product that's really caught on for pets. So they'll jump in with the product that already exists you know, they may come up with some variations on it as time goes by to distinguish themselves from everybody else. Well, we need to take a commercial break and come back with our guest, Bob Viteri, former president of the American Pet Products Association, and of course, our advisory council board member. 
You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. Thank you for joining us on the Pet Buzz. The show is hosted by the dynamic pet duo. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We're back with our friend and advisory board member, Bob Viteri, who recently retired as president of the American Pet Products Association. So then other than supplements and food, what other categories will you will just continue to grow? Well, I think one of the areas that's going to grow and continue to grow and is growing quite a bit is uh, the veterinary side. You're going to see, you know, more and more people going to the vet on a regular basis, you know, getting annual checkups, getting all sorts of health-related products uh, for their pet. I think that you're going to see pet services being huge because, again, a lot of people during the pandemic when they were home got a pet. They don't want to give the pet up now, but they have to go back to work. But instead of letting uh, Barker sit home all day eating God knows what inside the house, you get a pet walker, a pet sitter. You you could bring the pet daycare. There are all sorts of of uh, different services that are coming up for pets now. I mean, there, there's it. That part surprised me as much as any. The the growth in that area and the unique services, for want of a better term, that are being offered to help you take care of your pet. So let's talk calming products because. And I want to know if we're we're actually projecting. Are dogs really in need of calming products, or is it lack of exercise, lack of obedience, as well as owners not catering to dogs' needs? I mean, is there really a reason for these? So, you know, everyone wants a dog, but are they choosing the right dog for them? I mean, if you are a couch potato, then don't get a dog who needs to walk. Or are we just willing to put in the fast, quick fix and give them CBD, pheromones and herbal products. Bob, what do you think? That's quite a question, Charlotte. And you touched on a couple of important points in there. I think when people during the pandemic were trying to get pets, the important thing was to get a pet. To get the right pet was secondary. They weren't thinking through the fact that this cute little five pound puppy was going to grow up to be a hundred pound dog that needed constant exercise and everything. Now they're coming to that realization. So I think it's a learning curve. I think people are realizing that maybe they made the wrong decision. Now they have to decide, is it an irreversibly wrong decision or is there a way to make it a a livable situation, a situation where I could get somebody to help me train the dog, help me slow the dog down a little bit, or maybe, you know, I didn't raise the the puppy the right way. So he's neurotic and maybe there are things that could be done to help him become less neurotic. And again, in a lot of cases, they're raising them as if they had a child. Dogs, cats weren't necessarily born to be human. So trying to make them human causes a little bit of stress to both of you. So yeah, are some products necessary to help bridge this gap? Sure. No question about it. Not just that should be your first choice every time. I think that you've got to be smart enough to take a look and say, all right, some training is going to help over here rather than just uh, putting my dog to sleep. 12 hours a day so that, you know, he doesn't run around all the time. So I think that's just got to be a learned decision. I think that's where the veterinary section of the market becomes very important 
because they could help her in the, with those decisions. They could help them decide, no, your dog just needs this, this, and this, and then should be fine, or no, this is really a serious problem. So they need help in, in a lot of cases, and hopefully they'll be smart enough to get it. Well, Bob will be back a little later in the show, continuing to answer our questions. So stick around with us. There's always more to come on the Pet Buzz. Plants and dogs don't necessarily mix. Actress Kaylee Kyoko wants us to know what happened with her dog. And now the latest news about celebrities and their pets. It's obsession. Aren't they cute? What's the name? What's the name? Kaylee Kelko has recently warned dog owners about the dangers of the foxtail plant after her dog King nearly died. In July, the actress posted updates about her dog King's ongoing illness to her Instagram stories. She showed a foxtail fern and explained that these are extremely dangerous to animals, especially dogs. She told folks that she spent the last two months trying to figure out what was wrong with her dog King because he was violently ill and nothing seemed to work. She went on to say that after After many vet appointments, surgery, and endless meds, she finally found a specialist who found two limbs of that foxtail fern that were in his body days away from piercing his heart. We hope that both Kaylee and King are feeling so much better after such a long illness. Thank goodness that they found a specialist that solved the dog's health problems. It's that time you're on, Dr. Fleck. It's time for Flex Facts. Oh, good. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers. I want the truth. What's going on in your practice? Yeah, let's talk about what is going on in my practice right now. Of course, we're at a very interesting time of the year where kids are going back to school. And people are coming back from vacations and now they're reintroducing themselves with their pets. And now they're finding that maybe not paid attention to their pets as much for the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. And they're discovering things about them like skin issues, because this is a time of the year where the fleas are horrible. And maybe they've become lack on giving them flea and tick protection. Yeah, because they've gotten so busy, they've stopped yeah, their regular daily yeah. routines. And they are okay. doing the regular uh, bathing and uh, care for the for the skin and coat like they normally do. So this is the time of the year when I see an increase or an uptick of skin and coat issues that are usually related to something that the pet parent can prevent from happening well i think it's really hot a lot of people especially here in florida where we are it's extremely hot in the months of august and september so a lot of people get busy they plan vacations they go away they might leave their pet with someone and like you said back to school i mean and the kids here in florida go back to school really early and it's really interesting because all the veterinarians for that week when the kids go back to school or the week before probably aren't as busy as they normally are. Right. But oh my gosh, when the kids get back in school, they find out all these issues that they have with their pets that they maybe have ignored or just didn't see because they were so busy. You know what a lot of people are ignoring? Here we've seen on the news channels, we see those hurricane subtly commercials that tell you to prepare for the hurricanes. And that I think with what's happening in Hawaii, and what's happening in California makes us kind of think that we've got to start getting prepared 
for some of these natural disasters that might be coming our way, whether it's tornadoes or whether it's hurricanes or whether it's flooding, correct? Yeah, and you know, you spent many morning shows around the country on TV discussing how to prep for some of these storms and what you should do for your pet. Identification, make sure you have that. Make sure that you have plenty of fresh water. Make sure that you have plenty of food that's in containers that will be preserved so that it can be held. Any of the dog medicines have to be dogs or cat medicines. Make sure that they're in containers that you can safely use in case you have to leave your place. I mean, look at- sure. Those poor people in Hawaii, how awful that is. We don't even know. I mean, how that many, was an extreme, extreme situation. We don't even know how many of our pet pets are not with us anymore. Sure. All that. As well as people. But I, but we'll, we'll mention something that's been an uptick over the last six months. It seems to be occurring a lot more now that more requests for anxiety for their pets. And what can they do for anxiety for their pets? And we've had a little discussion. We've had some people on the show to talk about this. But again, I agree with what you suggest. The pet parents, you need to take more time with your pet and work through these things. Don't expect that drugs are, are going to be a quick fix. Yes. Well, Dr. Fleck, thanks so much for giving us a meaty flex facts, letting us know what's going on in your practice. It kind of helps us gauge what's going on, you know, throughout the rest of the country with smaller veterinary practices, not necessarily these big, large corporate practices, because you've been practicing for many, many years. So we appreciate all of your insights. And that's the flex fact for this week. Up next, I bet you can't wait for my I likey of the week. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud sponsor of the Pet Buzz. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio, where we focus on enhancing the bond between pets and their people. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Let's kick off this segment with the I Likey of the Week. In hot weather, we can't overlook paw care. Best not to do it, and here's why. That's the way it has to be, because that's the way I like it. It's genius. die for. I like it. Well, as I said earlier in the show, while I was in Las Vegas, I saw a few people walking their dogs in the hot sun. To, to protect their dog's paws, they had their dog wear boots. While many people have mesh boots on their dogs, most of them had a balloon type fabric. If your dogs do wear boots at any time of the year, you must remember to take care of their paws. You know, dogs do sweat through their paws and that moisture coupled with the hot temperatures can produce bacteria and yeast buildup in their booties affecting their paws. So it's a good idea to clip the hair around the paw pads, wash the paws frequently and condition them with wash bar. 
paw balm, which is 100% natural paw balm. It's not a cream. It's a healing and moisturizing ointment made with pure essential oils from New Zealand and the Amazon rainforest. Wash Bar Paw Balm repairs, restores rough and dry skin on dogs' feet and other places like the elbows, as well as it helps prevent or relieve minor infection. The combination of oils blended with organic beeswax creates a balm, which is ideal for paws which are dry or rough through hot or cold weather or from small cuts or injuries. Made with Kanuka oil, a natural antiseptic and anti-inflammatory, and Kobaikapa oil, a natural anti-hemorrhagic, to help stop bleeding and to speed up the healing of wounds. So for more information about this great, Paw Bomb, visit washbar.com. We love treating our dogs, but treats can be so expensive. Let me help you with a great recommendation. Pet Money Matters with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. You know, my dogs love treats and I bet yours do too. With National Dog Day upon us, I want to give my dogs some yummy snacks that day. But treats can be expensive. So in order to get some more bang for your buck, consider Loving Pet Products Natural Value Treats. These treats are made and sourced in the United States. They're 100% natural, have a protein as their first ingredient, and are affordable. Less than $10 a bag, which is totally packed with treats. Break off pieces for training and for treating, as well as an economical strategy. Shop Loving Pets with an S, products with an S.com. Bob Viteri, the former president of the American Pet Products Association, is still with us. He's talking about the ever-changing and increasing pet industry. He is also a member of our advisory council. Bob. I understand giving your dog CBD or a calming aid during a thunderstorm. I mean, we live in Tampa. We generally have a lot of thunderstorms. But this fear, this anxiety, I mean, remember dogs, you you open the door, they play in the yard with your kids. Now, Florida's different because it's hot. You have sons, you have kids. They played with the family cat or dog, right? All the time. They were always outside running around with them. And, you know, one thing a little bit different from where I live, Charlotte, I'm in a, a really nice neighborhood, you know, houses and everything. People are walking their dogs all the time. Uh, we have to have a particularly plush lawn that three of the dogs come up and just lay down on the lawn and go to sleep. So we interact and talk to them and everything. So a lot of them are, are doing that. But as you noted, in cities, you know, especially go to New York City, uh, Los Angeles, uh, places like that. You're right. It's it's harder to take your dog out. You're in a 40-story building with everybody's got an apartment and everybody jumped in the elevator at the same time to take the dog out it becomes more of a challenge than it's worth. So people are facing the, the, that critical situation and maybe they should have looked at, you know, what type of dog they actually got. But I think that, you know, I think that the products will serve a purpose in certain situations. I think people just have to be knowledgeable and whether it's training or products or a combination of both before they just make a decision to go one way or the other. No, and I agree with you because, I mean, like I do work for Teva Brands, okay? They have a new pheromone product. It's amazing. It's the first pheromone product you don't need to plug in. Now you could just take it, it's diffuser, it's time-release technology, and you go. So whether you're taking the cat to the vet, you take this diffuser with you. It's about this big. Same thing with the dog diffuser. That's a different story. I mean, we know cats are all have always been anxious to go to the vet, right? Does a dog need CBD every single day? 
I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I just see this like we take drugs ourselves, like gabapentin. It's the kitchen sink drug. They dole out prescriptions like you can't imagine. And like I just said, it's off label, so it isn't even tested. So you had a question, Dr. Fleck. We can move on. OK, so, Bob, do you think more veterinarians, since we're talking about vets and medical care, need to learn more about pet products? Well, I think, you know, doctor, you make a really good question there. I think that, yeah, the, the same way as a, a human medical doctor knows about different products, you know, aspirin and, and other generic products that are out there on the marketplace. I think vets could, you know, could could continue to, to be knowledgeable about it. I don't know that it's it's uh, a be all end all, but I do think they're doing themselves a favor to know what other products are out there on the market so that when they are talking to a pet owner, you know, they could sit there and have a full answer. You know, this is uh, what your pet needs. And oh, by the way, it doesn't have to be my prescription because there is XYZ product out there that will help accomplish the same thing. So I do think so. I don't, I don't know that you have to go to... Uh, uh, every, you know, global pet expo and super zoo every year to see every pet product that's out there. But I do think uh, vets having that kind of knowledge is, is a plus to their practice. Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of people are using these products, including toys and puzzle toys. And it would be great if we if some of the vets knew more about the products. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, since, you know, you and I started the show and we're together and stuff, you know more about pet products, right? I do, but still the pet products that I recommend are those that are detailed to me. The, the products that, that I would use for skin use or for pancreatic use or GI tract use, even generalized, generalized GI tract products. You know, I can't tell you about the manufacturers and what the quality of that manufactured product is. I haven't been detailed by these companies. I don't know whether the, 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 the source is the same, that the quality is the same with each revolution of new products that are produced. I don't think I necessarily mean supplements, but I mean just how toys have evolved, how puzzle toys have evolved, how those things have come in and can help mental and physical stimulation. For, yeah, exactly. That helps that's, the behavior than the behavior that's ex- would that's what I'm talking then the behavior about. would have help the health. Right. That's what I'm yeah. saying. In okay. conjunction with what you're doing. Okay. Let's change direction a little bit and talk about pet tech companies. So one thing I've noticed, because I've worked with a lot of early pet tech companies, and I really want your opinion about this. So many of these pet tech companies, Bob, have bit the dust. What do you think that is? Are these products too expensive for pet owners in tough economic times? Well, I think part of it is the expense. I think part of it is I, I envy people's creativity and the fact that they come up with products that blow my mind sometimes and what they're capable of, but they do that on the human side too. And those products kind of uh, go off into Neverland after a while too. I think that there are some great tech products out there. There are some that, that are very beneficial, that, that are uh, useful, that help with training, that help with uh, care and, and all this kind of stuff. Like I said, I think some are, um, and, you know, a little bit farther out there than, than I would have thought. I don't think that there's going to be a decrease in, in the creativity. I think you're still going to see a lot of folks out there saying, well, I got another great idea. Here's one that, you know, will lift the dog up and, and walk them around the, the living room and, and, you know, then tell them to, to go sleep and stuff. I mean, you know, the, the ultimate story about AI is eventually we're going to build a robot that's so smart that he's going to realize they don't need people and get rid of us. So, I mean, you know, you're always going to have that kind of a growth factor in uh, creativity. But I think the marketplace is going to decide which tech companies really 
have have uh, struck a nerve that that's it's something that we need to keep our pets happy, healthy, and and at home. Well, Bob will be back a little later in the show, sharing more of his insights about the ever-changing and growing pet industry. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. There are thousands of dogs and cats housed in shelters that need your help. Local shelter professionals and volunteers give their heart and soul to help unwanted animals and deserve your support. Americans give millions every year to national animal organizations. But unless you give to your local shelter, you can't be sure that money will make it to the pets that need it most. Adopt, volunteer, and give to your local animal shelter. To find your local shelter, go to humaneforpets.org. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with, all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up, like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck here at the Pet Buzz. We are urban, suburban, and country. So, your dog has stinky breath, and as much as you would like to brush your pet's teeth to freshen their breath and care for their mouth, it can really be a pain. Let's face it, they squirm, they try to get away, and they gag on the pet toothbrush. Wouldn't you like an easier solution? Well, Tevra Brands Twist and Lick Oral Gel is the answer to hassle-free canine mouth care. Use a twist and lick once a week. All your dog has to do is lick the chicken-flavored ingredients right off the top of the product container. Featuring prolonged technology, the active ingredients are time-released to combat tartar and plaque, freshen breath, and whiten teeth. To provide your pooch with a healthier mouth and you with an easier dental care session, Tevra Brands Twist and Lick Oral Gel. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. We really have enjoyed having our advisory board member, Bob Battieri, here discussing the pet industry. I will kick off this segment with a question. Bob, let's talk independent pet stores. How can they compete? I mean, we have super stores like Walmart, big box stores like Petco, PetSmart, Pet Superette, and of course more. And then we have these big online giants who we use almost every day. The trucks keep coming from Amazon and then Chewy. Uh, talk to us about their future. I think that an independent pet store, that when you walk in through the door, they know your name, they know what pet you have, and they could talk to you like, you know, recognizing you as a family member, could answer your questions. You always have a person right there, an independent pet store who you could talk to. Those those independent pet stores are going to do fine. Uh, for somebody who's just going into a, a Walmart to buy a bag of dog food, he, he doesn't care if he has somebody to talk to. So the independent pet store picks up that slack. You know, Petco, PetSmart, 
pet superstores and the like, to a degree, it's going to be there. But, you know, it's again, it's not always going to be at the personal level. So, yeah, there's a space for independent pet stores, but they've got to be the ones that really show that they care and are really in it because they care about the pet and they care about the person walking through the door. And also independent pet stores have really gotten a lot of products on the map. Think of Stella and Chewy's. Think of early Halo before it got bought and Andy Brown back in the day. They really brought a lot of products to light. You had your last question. Yeah. You you know, in the United States, outside of the United States, we still produce so much outside of the United States. What do you think is in, in the next few years, will we start manufacturing more products in USA? Doctor, that's a great question. Um, I wish I could answer it for human products or for pet products. I think that there's certainly a cry on the on the news shows and and on all sorts of uh, the internet that we should be bringing more manufacturing back into the U.S. Seems like a great idea, and then you know you need somebody to go out there and build the place and find somebody to work it and and uh, maintain it and everything. Uh, Price from an overseas company tends to be less expensive than if you do it from in the States. It's a hard, hard decision. I wish I was a genius and could give you a, a magic answer to how it would happen. I would love to see it happen for, you know, helping with unemployment in the country. But every time we seem to find a niche that needs people, we can't find people that are unemployed that need to go work the niche. So it's it's to me it's just going to be an ongoing challenge. I think that you'll see some come back to the states, but I still think you're going to see a lot being brought in from overseas. Well, my suspicion is too is that if we move to a 32-hour week paying 40 hours, it may become cost prohibitive and it may just force us to keep going out of the United States. I hope our political leaders are listening. But Bob Thank you so much for joining us today. Where can pet parents and others learn more about the pet industry? Well, I think, you know, the American Pet Products Association has a great website. The World Pet Association has a great website for telling you a lot. I think the Human Animal Bond Research Institute, habri.org, has a great site to show you the true benefits of, of a pet. And, and you know, they, they just put out a study that showed that Pet owners have spent $24 billion a year less on medical expenses for themselves, for human medical expenses, than non-pet owners. So stuff like that is all out there on those three websites. I think those are three good websites. Obviously, the American Veterinary Medical Association website to learn so much about what's going on on the medical side for pets. I think if you can go through those four websites, you're going to be pretty smart by the end of the day. Great. Just to remind you, that was former president of the APPA, the American Pet Products Association, as well as our advisory board member. What a treat to have him discussing so many pertinent hot topics pertaining to pets and the industry. While we keep in touch with him, we do miss his leadership, his style and his great personality in running such a vital organization in the pet industry. If we want to know, we're sure that you want to know what's happening to the dogs and cats who experienced the deadly fires in Maui. And now, Pet Buzz News from around the globe. globe. 
Well, starting this past week, the Helen Woodward Animal Center will begin taking in 20 orphan pets rescued from the deadly Maui fire. In addition to helping the pets find homes on the mainland, the move will also free up shelter space in the hard-pressed Hawaiian animal shelters. Hundreds of residents lost their homes and families need temporary places to sleep and the comfort of knowing that their furry family members will be cared for until they have secured their next resident. The Hawaiian Animal Rescue Foundation on the island of Maui has been hard at work finding lost pets and providing comfort, care and supplies to those in need. The Helen Woodward Center has been working as a partner organization in Hawaii since 2018, and space has always been at a premium. So they're more than willing to help by offering some of their space on the mainland. In the midst of the fires, destruction of life and property, the likelihood of animals being adopted from shelters on the island has, as you can imagine, plummeted. Alaska Airlines has used their cargo planes providing essential supplies to the island to transport the pets back to the mainland over three evenings in this past week. Helen Woodward Animal Center is surprising the Hawaiian Animal Rescue Foundation with a monetary donation to help the organization continue its good work. Those who want to make a donation to the organization can do so by going to the website hawaiianimalrescue.org. The Maui arrivals will be available for adoption over the next few days and weeks as they are medically cleared. And we got to say a big thanks to our friends at Helen Woodward, especially Mike Arms, who is a dear friend and a mentor. He's been on the show many times. We have a great relationship with Helen Woodward, and we are so happy that they are helping with the Hawaiian situation. Well, it's time to celebrate. It's National Dog Day. And like... News of the day got you down? No worries. Pet trendologist Charlotte Reed is here with Tell Me Something Good. This is a necessity like air and oxygen. Tell me something good. Dogs are man's best friend. For a reason. So why not celebrate with them? These furry friends range in all sizes and shapes and breeds. There's a dog out there for everyone. Whether you like big dogs or small dogs, every pup should be celebrated on National Dog Day. And that's August 26. This holiday was created in 2004 by Colleen Page, an animal advocate. She created this day so that all dogs can be celebrated and also to draw attention to the number of dogs in shelters and to encourage adoption to those who have yet to find a place to call home. Very, very important. Since the first day back in 2004, it's estimated that approximately 1 million dogs have been saved through adoption in the U.S. For dog owners that aren't looking to add to their families, National Dog Day has become a day for treating their friends like the legends that they are and enjoying the connection that we've built up with our dogs over thousands of years. So whether you treat your dog to a special meal or a meaty snack, take him for a car ride or have just a fun day in the park, don't forget the dogs in need on National Dog Day. Perhaps you can make a monetary donation and it doesn't have to be a lot. It can be one, five, ten dollars or maybe $10,000, whatever you prefer and whatever you can do. Uh, make these donations to your local shelter. 
an item or two on their wish list. Most shelters have wish lists. You can go to the local shelter online on their website, look for their wish list. If you can't find it, search it and see sometimes it's simple as toys, a blanket. They might need some bleach. You know, you can make a difference. You can make an impact. So doing what you can for dogs in need. Now that's something good. Hey, Dr. Fleck, did you hear the bell? Oh my gosh, already? Yep, it's ready to go. Before we go, we want to give you a preview of next week's show. Next week, we're talking to four manufacturers who make trendy products in the pet industry. Oh, good. We're going to talk about sustainability. We're going to talk about just new and developing products because I think people really need to know what's out there, but also need to know why some of these manufacturers are making these products. So um, can you thank our guests? Our guests, we want to have special thanks to our guest, Bob Viteri. Perfect. And we, of course, must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton EpiPet, making better skin coated ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. And of course, if you have a question, write to us at team at the We'll try to cover it on next week's show. And if you've missed any portion of the show, visit our social media channels as well as your favorite streaming channel and listen to the link podcast on Monday morning. And most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. www.thepetbuzz.com Learn more about us, the show, and our guests.